Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast featuring Cold Eastwood, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the XNC Podcast live. Happy 2022. It's finally here, the year that we've been waiting for. Nah, every year we've been waiting, but welcome to the XNC podcast. I'm Colt Eastwood, and we're live on the Colt Eastwood channel. This is a show I do every Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific time and 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you're all the way in the UK, it's one in the morning, and you're still got that messed up sleep schedule from enjoying the holidays and uh, hopefully not working. But some of you never stops working. Is a good friend of mine and a special guest, Gaming Forte. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. When I ain't working, I'm at home with family, and that's another job. And then playing games is a third job, so always, <laughs> always busy. <laughs> Even when you're gaming, it's it's work. It's, huh? it, no, especially when you take it serious in certain games that you play. Like, I've been playing a lot of Halo and doing a lot of ranked matches, and I'm sitting there like, my teammates suck. Can I please get people to come in here and actually help play better so I can, like, rank up? So, so it, you have it, to like it gets really serious over there on Halo, man. You have really to do your branching out and your your uh reaching out to other people, say, hey, come join the lobby. You need some help. These guys man. are these guys are no good. I'm, I'm gonna have to throw the flare up on Twitter one day and say, Hey, everybody come through. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, when I see you on uh, Xbox Live, you just have to send me a party invite. We'll That's if you're ever online, you one of those people <laughs> that appear offline. Hey now, come on now. Now I try well, you're not, not as bad as some people. I'm not as bad as some people. I've tried to appear online when I'm uh when uh the work hours are over, if that makes any sense. But yeah, you. it's uh yeah, it's been really great. We were talking uh backstage about backlog and like even when you're working, you gotta work through this backlog. And I was telling you, Forte, like <laughs> we got the backlogs are like games you don't really want to finish, but they're they're lingering. Well, give me one backlog game that's like really annoying you. That's like nipping at the back of your neck. Honestly, oh man. So right now it's Mass Effect um, Legendary Edition because I did finish the first one and two is my favorite one. Yeah. And I really want to play it, but it's like, I know how it begins. I know how it ends. I know everything in between. It's more of just the experience of playing on a new console, but it's irking me 
that Bro. I haven't played it yet. Bro, like, half of it, experience it. Half of it feels new. Uh, I played through you last time. You and I were talking in on uh, Xbox Chat before you were mm-hmm. on my show. We were, I think, we were talking about Mass Effect. We played on the 360 version. Yep. Oh Jesus! Uh, there was like half the game I didn't remember exactly, so it felt yeah. new. And Forte, like you won't realize this, but three might be your favorite. And I didn't think it was. That's like, what everybody's been telling me. It I, was, well, I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, me and um, me and shout out to my co-host Slow Mo DPS. We were talking about this, and we said people that experience what Mass Effect is now versus what it was then, with all the DLC, everything in this nice bundle of a package, it's a good chance that a lot of people are going to say three was their favorite because three is literally the complete game. It's literally mm-hmm. it plays better than two. It Which is um, strange. Yeah. It, it's more of a high octane action game. So if you really like those uncharted games and stuff like that, where it's just pure adrenaline, there's no story building. All the story has already been pretty much ticked into the corner. And it's like hundred miles an hour from the minute go to the end. And you didn't experience that horrific ending that they gave us, um, <laughs> you know, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. you will yeah. probably look at this game and say, yeah, three is better than two. And I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning that way from a lot of other people because I can just as- imagine just the overall um, encompassing of how the story and stuff went with it. Because I still think the most powerful part, other than the suicide mission in two, I still think the end part of two of three, when you're talking to all of your crewmates and stuff, oh, you're, yes. it's like I'm- you're getting that closure from everybody. I think that is still by far one of the best. That's the real ending. Well, days. that is the ending. The, the, what you do after that is just trivial at that point. Sure, that yeah. is the true ending of like the story of your character. Now you just—it's like that Master Chief. Now you—that was the pay, well, people wanted the, the payoff, right, Forte? Yeah. And when you're in London, when you come back down to Earth, and you're you talk with everybody and say goodbye. Oh, playing that—I've yeah. already beat that like three times, but playing it last spring. Yeah, I can only imagine. That's that's me, that's, that's literally my the one game that's in my backlog that I have to get. And it won't be there too much longer. I plan on getting through that before we get into the February crazy. I'll send you a DM happen. like every three days and remind you to get, get on that. But the, the audience is here, of course. Uh, over 200 people watching the show. They want to hear about new stuff. And so you got me thinking, Uh-oh. What what can you say about Mass Effect next? As we, we call it Mass Effect next right now. <sighs> What All do you right. think we get? What, what do you expect? Can they deliver? <laughs> I, can they deliver? <laughs> You're like, no. All right, <sighs> no. See, I. It, that's just like, that's like one of your babies right there. You, can they, do, it, do you, you want them to deliver? Yeah. But can they deliver? The Bioware that we had back then is nowhere near the Bioware we have now. Too many people have come and gone. Too many directors, too many leads. It's, it's a completely different team. I expect what I expect from it is I'm not going to say the Andromeda effect because some people actually did like Andromeda and I don't know what's wrong with them, but um, I mm, just think that mm. they need to get back to the essence of it. Uh, they need to probably tie in more of Shepard's story, like the not saying Shepard has to be in it, but it needs to be more of a linear line from 
this is what happened with Shepard. And this is the things that happened from that encounter that Shepard actually went through where you feel like there's a tie to it because there was really no tie to Andromeda and Mass Effect. No, it was a whole different, uh, it was like a completely different galaxy. Nothing. Yeah. All you heard was place like a generation after. Yeah. So like a writer or whatever would have been young enough to be, you know, Shepard's son or grandson, I guess. I don't remember. I liked a lot of Andromeda, but, but I can't see where you're coming from. It was the best playing Mass Effect game. I it has the that. best combat. It has the oh, best combat. So good. But, but I, I look forward to what they end up doing with it. But can they live up to expectations? Oh, man. I, I'm tired. I'm scared to say stuff like that because we know what CD Projekt Red did to us when it came to Cyberpunk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like you're reading my mind. I, I want to, we're going to talk about cyberpunk. Early oh, we got to talk about those, those, those yeah, we'll, we'll bring that year. up. I just want to give uh, everybody a heads up. Who's here at the show. We're going to talk about the cyberpunk update. We're going to talk about the holiday situation. We're going to talk about what's coming into 2022 and how Xbox game studios and PlayStation game studios are uh, kicking butt, you know, head to head and neck and neck. It's amazing. Uh, we're going to talk about Game Pass in a really weird way. I can't wait to bring this up. Got some Ooh. insight from Jez Corden of Windows Central. We're going to talk about some new IPs and a couple, uh, like a new studio idea. Okay. And you and I are going to recap uh, 2021 and talk about 2022. I got to get some supers for today because uh, they're coming in. Evil Bunny with the $20 supers. Thank you. He says, Bunny, Bunny, money for blood, blood for the game journalists, real ones on YouTube. <laughs> sounds, that's not evil. We're going to say that's a, that's a good super. <laughs> and shout out to now Mano Polymyth for the 450 pound super chat. It says, <laughs> oh, Forte, I got you in some craziness. But he says, is this where all the smooth ballers hang out? And another one, he says, D's nuts got them. Smooth thanks to Manscaped on Ecstasy. So next week, uh, I am excited to share a sponsorship I have on the podcast. So help uh, make things better and just kind of fun what we're doing here. And I actually wrote up a really great ad read because I was on Xbox two last week. Mm-hmm. Those guys are crazy forte. Like Jez does this ad read for manscape and we were laughing our heads off. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, see, we got, <laughs> we got Jose Linara says happy 2022 gamers of all systems hit the like button. And, and uh, Jose is so right. Uh, please. If you're enjoying the show or you think you're going to enjoy the show, cause this is Colt. And I'm here with Gaming Forte, or I, Forte. I only call him Forte. Well, I wasn't going. I wasn't going to correct you this time. We don't want to get formal, but you know, sometimes the full name or Mister Forte, oh, oh, no, you, you, the you, Fourth you, Esquire, right? You, so you, yeah, you if you think you're going to enjoy one. the show, uh, close up the chat for just a second. Hit the like, show your support. Come right back to the chat because the chat's on fire. Some of my favorite people are here, and if you see me waving on camera. Uh, just get an idea. I'm checking on the chat, and I'm seeing people saying hi, and uh, you're all friends. So we've got a lot to talk about. Let's see. <laughs> Nano Polymath's got a couple more. <laughs> He's having fun with this mask. You know, I smell pretty good. I use some of the product, Dave. But we'll talk about it next week. He says, you like to meet Baller? You like him smooth? Get X and C Manscaped. So maybe he's writing my ad read for me. But he says, nothing becomes... <laughs> Did you see his ad read on Twitter? <laughs> He's saying nothing comes between my chums and plums. Thanks to X and C Manscape, we're getting closer than ever. Yeah, so he's a. Uh, I think Nano Polymath wants to get in the marketing business where he's going to write write some uh, some commercials. He did a good but, job on Twitter today. Yeah, yeah, he did one for my uh, show, and <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. But yeah, shout out to over three hundred and fifty people watching. Uh, thank you for checking out the show. Let's get in to talk about 
cyberpunk. I kind of uh, cursory read over the cyberpunk update. I'm a, I'm a little half and half on how excited I am about the update. I already finished the game. Mm-hmm. Forte, lead us on what's going on with cyberpunk. Oh, man. So Did you dig well- into it? I looked at it and I skimmed through it because I was sitting there like, okay, is this the is this the update of updates or is this just more piecemeal stuff until the update comes? And I was sitting there like, yeah, I don't really care about this because tell me when my X patch is coming, tell me when my PS5 hack is coming, and then we can talk because I mean this is like a 1.5 forte. No, this isn't like the the actual no, this is not anything. We so they're actually giving content though. Did you yeah. read that? This fix be the like game a combat first. zone. Fix the game first. Why, why? Why do I care about the combat zone? Fix the game. Yeah, why, we supposed to got this. Okay, let me ask you some code. And, and this is just this is just my love of CD Projekt Red and one and loving Witcher and wanting to play this mm-hmm. game because uh, I mm-hmm. have this game on my hard drive, but I refuse to play it. Until this update comes out, this update you haven't cracked out. it yet at all. Then no, I haven't. It, the, I bought it day one, didn't return it. I was like, you know what? They'll fix it. I'm I'm just gonna let it sit on my hard drive, and it's been sitting on my hard drive since December of twenty what twenty nineteen. Oh 20, yeah, is it twenty nineteen? No, twenty twenty. December of 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 2020. Yeah. Yeah, it's been sitting on my feels hard like drive since then. Yeah, it feels like 2019. <laughs> but it's been sitting on my hard drive. So when I saw this 1.5 that you claim it is update, I was like, oh, what? New combat zone. Oh, new ways to play the game. Oh, how about you fix the game first? And then I will then I want to play your game. And how about you give me my next gen update that I'm supposed to get last year? That got delayed into the end of the year, which guess what? We're in 2022, which is what is that code? Is that the end of the year or a new year? Okay, I'll play devil's advocate for you, Forte. Yeah, maybe, no, please, please, please. Maybe one, the devs are excited to share new content they're working on, and they don't okay. want to wait till it's all done. Mm-hmm. Number two, mm-hmm. and I don't, I agree with that. I think that's okay. Number two, which I don't agree with, CD Projekt Red probably doesn't want you to forget about Cyberpunk, so they're trying to keep it in the cycle. Mm. But I'm with you, bro. Just give us the full patch. Just tell us it'll be done when it's done, because it seems like half of the hardcore fans are waiting like you. Either they haven't cracked it, or Mm -hmm. they've played through a lot of it or all of it, and they want to play it again like the way it should be played. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing for me. It just comes back to... Like, I don't know if you've seen it, but a lot of the stats for the game came out of how it did in 2021. Mm-hmm. It, was one, it was one of the most sold games of the whole encou- the whole year. Jeez. Think about that. All of these games that released over, I mean, granted, 2020 wasn't the greatest year. Well, 2021 wasn't the greatest year for a lot of big blockbuster games. But Cyberpunk came out in December. It was delisted on a platform, a whole platform. Which is not just any platform. We're talking about the market leader, 120 plus million consoles out there, not even available on their store. Still ended up being in the, I think it was top five or top top six or seven, yeah, most yeah. sold games of 2021. Just won not, an award today. Yeah, just won an award today. <laughs> also, you would think, and this is what people say, oh, I returned again. I just think there's a bunch of secret, um, you know, Cyberpunk fans out there that just say, they just wanted to be part of the in crowd and say, oh, that game's trash. I returned it. But then mm-hmm. they're secretly hiding offline playing the game. 
that's what they're doing. But <laughs> that's what maybe. they're secretly yeah, hiding offline maybe. and playing the game. But and I'm not knocking anybody that does that because if yeah. you enjoy the game, you enjoy the game. I play broke games all the time. That's Battlefield 4 is one of the most broke games I ever played. And we I all still, play broke games lately, I, we don't all, we? we? We play them, and that's fine. But the fact that that game was still the most, it was not only one of the best-selling games, it was one of the most played games in 2021, which is also crazy because everybody said they hated it. So, they were lying. They were like, Flame with the $5 says, I couldn't wait for Cyberpunk to get fixed. I refunded it. Yeah, maybe he did. Yeah, he did. Maybe. To buy Yakuza the Dragon instead, I haven't looked back. I would try it on Game Pass one day. So, hmm, I wonder if uh, if that will actually come to come to Game Pass. You can get hey, it for Gaz, cheaper than Game Pass a, right now. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to come to Game Pass. I think like when you talk about how much Pass. it's sold, I think uh, no way. Uh, Gaz Game, he's he uh, Gaz from Game On Daily is uh, one of my best friends. He's been a channel member for eleven months. Gaz, you don't need to be a channel member, like. I'll buy you lunch. Anyway, he says hit the like button, peeps. So yeah, uh it's all about the sauce. watching. Uh we've got 140 some likes. So let's get that up. We want to get that up to 500 so that people can know that Colt and Forte did a decent job tonight on the XC show. We've got a lot more to talk about. That's the cyberpunk update. Uh we're we're all kind of 50-50 in the who cares uh department. But one of the reasons I wanted to have you on mm-hmm. is because you're you're awesome and we always have a good time talking, Absolutely. but you're like uh you were elbow deep in the retail stuff this uh holiday and I wanted to talk about how the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series consoles did from your perspective from like your retail perspective mm-hmm. and um cuz it's kind of strange the the consoles are super hot and they're selling really well but they're still difficult so what can you tell us about what it looks like from your side of the counter uh so um i think there's a misnomer out there that these systems are just you can't find them you you can find these systems you just got to go through a lot of hoops to get them Mm -hmm. um depending on the retailer you go to it could be like shout out to my homeboy slow-mo he got his at Kohl's. who shops at Kohl's for a playstation 5 he got Kohl's cash yeah i think he actually used Kohl's cash to get it (laughs) but who who goes to Kohl's to get it so um and then you got places like sam's club and costco's if you got those bj my friend got his ps5 uh like a month ago at myers which is like a uh department store and well you know you're from myers yeah myers yeah so yeah but it's like the systems are available it just comes down to the timing of people what people want people want is they want to be able to walk into a store and buy one that's the biggest thing you want to walk into a store and buy one. Now, there's a lot of people that don't mind going online and get them because that's probably the majority of the way people got their system is through online, except for the initial launch of them. Um, so I do think there is a there is a fallacy around that. But I also know that these systems are available, like especially over the holiday. We've been sitting on, like, I want to say consistently, probably for the last month and a half, a lot of playstations and a lot of xboxes they, they came at least through my door um mm-hmm. they really did a good job of um like sprinkling those out throughout the holidays and what other people don't know is they're available gamestop usually sells them every week like they have wow. them available on their website at least pro- if it may be a week here and a week there they don't have them 
But every week they send out emails to their pro members and let them know that those things are available. And if you are a pro member, you'll get that email telling you exactly when it's available, if it's in store, if it's online, if it's in a bundle or or however you can get it. That week, you'll know exactly how to get it. And then they just started having them in stores recently because they know a lot of people are going to be shopping in stores. I don't know what that's going to look like for the beginning of this year going throughout the year mm-hmm. because, you know, retail definitely does die down a lot once um, the holidays end. But for the most part, if you really, really wanted a system, you could get a system over the holiday. But it's just the fact that it's not something that everybody has access to. Like they, people just want to walk in like how the S is. You can walk into you can walk into Target probably right now, walk into the electronic aisle, and there might be two Series S's sitting right there yeah. on a the counter. I saw that uh, uh like three days before Christmas Eve. Saw yeah. two Series S's and nothing else, like some headsets nothing. and controllers, right? Yeah. Uh, for any platform. For yeah. any platform. So so that's kind of what people want the Xbox the um, the series x and the playstation 5 to get to and in some senses is the switch because the switch is the same way you know they have a big hurdle to climb with especially with the oled trying to get that out too so i just think that people just want to walk into a store and buy these things and they don't want to be forced into buying bundles but let's be for real the reason these retailers in like GameStop does it is because they know that that gets them more systems you know, the more that they sell those bundles for PlayStation and Microsoft, the higher margins they get. And if they do higher margin, that means Sony and Microsoft looks at them. It's like, OK, we're going to send you more. And oh, if we send crazy. you more, okay. Okay. I mean, because that's, that's just one on one. It's like, you know, they all like their attached numbers. So, you know, when Zelda first, they, what, did, what did Nintendo do the first moment they got a chance to say um, Legend of Zelda Sky um um Breath of the Wild had a hundred and twenty percent attach rate to the Switch. People were buying that game that didn't even have switches because they could <laughs> because they couldn't even find because they just bought the, the game, but they could they said, I'll buy the game now. I can't find a switch. So the attach rate was super high. That was the first thing Nintendo said. we we sold more games than we did systems, which is crazy. And all last generation, people kept saying, well, PlayStation has an eight or nine game attached to every person that buys a system. And that's the reason that retailers do what they do. If they sell more of the items, then they get more of the product. Well, 14, weren't we already in this mess before the chip shortage even started? Because when everyone got sent home and we were in the global lockdown for the pandemic, mm-hmm. like you couldn't even buy... And all digital, an Xbox all digital that no one wanted. You couldn't find a Switch for a long time. The PlayStation 4 and Xbox One X were sold out in stores. I don't know if you remember back this far. It's yeah. not really that far. But yeah, we're it so it feels about that it. far back. Because everyone's like home. And I know this, like, I have a lot of guitars in here. And even guitars are hard to find. Everything's hard to find. My neighbor just ordered a truck. And he doesn't even know when the truck's going to be done. So you got this chip shortage. Everybody's at home, so they're buying puppies, they're buying guitars, they're buying consoles, they're buying vehicles. Uh, it's a mess. Why don't so you? So I gotta ask the... you. A, I gotta ask you a crazy question. Yeah, what's up? Uh, were you getting a lot of Series S's in your store compared <gasps> to PS5 and Xbox yes. Series X? Way more. Yeah, and way more. So it tapered off the closer we got. So I think it. this is a, okay. So I think those systems are readily available. I do think the S was more available than anything else because yeah. 
that's the system that Microsoft wanted to say they wanted that system to be available. Uh, Part of the reason I think a lot of retailers kind of held stock on PlayStation 5s and Xboxes closer to the holiday because they knew that was the season that those people were going to buy just because they needed to buy it. Um, S's were going to be available no matter what. I know on Thanksgiving Day, my store had a lot of S's. And I remember sitting on a lot of S's through that whole weekend. And guess what, Colt? When that weekend was over, all those S's were gone. Even though people were looking for X's, people were looking for X's. They were looking for PS5s. I kid you not. I was looking at my back room and I was like, man, this would be a really good picture to put on Twitter. <laughs> it's so many S's back here. Oh my God. <laughs> I said, yeah. it's, so, it's so, it's like a wall of S's. I'm like, yo, this is a lot of S's back here. And then, you know, but then I can't take pictures of my back room because you get in trouble for that. But yeah, I'm looking yeah. at it and I'm like, this would be a really good picture for Twitter. Then I thought, I was like, yeah, but these are all be gone by the end of the week. And guess what, Cope? They were all gone by the end Dang. of the week. Yeah, now I got to say something that could get somebody in trouble, but I'll say it. I heard it from this person who heard yeah. it from this person. That way nobody gets in trouble. Oh, okay. The, the, uh, Phil was, Phil Spencer was given a choice, mm-hmm. uh, whether to try and crank out more X's and get more X's to the hardcore fans or to crank out more Series S's. And the other part of this information is for every Series X, they can. Mm-hmm pump out two series S's off the manufacturing line. So Phil Spencer made the choice to get more S's out to the retail and get more players uh, onto the Xbox platform without them being held off by a supply constraint. And for all the hardcore fans, it's still one in X because Mm -hmm. I do a lot of videos about, series s and x exclusives and i get a lot of comments like who cares about these new games when you Mm -hmm. can't even find a freaking series x so i know that the uh hardcore like 10 to 20 percent of the gaming platform on xbox wants an x but phil spencer made that choice to get more s's out in the holiday Mm -hmm. and obviously he doesn't care if they outsell playstation 5 that wasn't the target sounds like he just wanted to get more players to not be held back away from the ecosystem from supply constraint but i've got some super chats to get to here Yeah, because I, I will definitely answer that question and tell you if he was right or wrong okay well uh how do i remember to ask you that again well i'll just tell you he well, go ahead he, he was absolutely right for doing that you want to know why he was right for doing that yeah yes, Cole, preach it coat do you have an s in your house right now i absolutely do yes i have an s in my house too my friend Slomo, he has an S in his house. Probably about 50 to 70% of your chat right now. They probably have an S. They they probably have it as a second system in another room in a different part of their house. It might be their vacation one. Like, shout out to the Ashen Luca. She has an S that yep. she left in California. So when she goes traveling, she has it to go see when she goes sees her mother. The shout fact- out to Luca for going on vacation and not wanting to leave behind a console not wanting to leave her gaming behind <laughs> shout out to That's her awesome i just think the the reason that was a good decision is because hardcore gamers no matter what fomo is real if you mm-hmm. people want a next gen console if they can just get the next gen console and like you said the console isn't the means to an end for xbox it's about game pass you can get game pass on an s and that's the only thing that they care about so phil is like 
Uh, well, if it was about just building the the, the number of systems we sold, then they probably would want to have more X's out there. But yeah. they say, no, it's about Game Pass, and Game Pass can be played on anything. So what system can we produce that can get more Game Pass into people's houses outside of being on PC, which is the S, meaning you're going to double your production on that, and it's going to give more people the opportunity of being in that ecosystem. And then what will also happen is if you are one of those people that have an S and didn't get an X yet, you will either trade in that S towards the X when you finally do get one, or you might just bite the bullet and say, you know what? I'm just going to keep the S. I'm going to put the, I'm going to buy the X and then I'm going to have both mm-hmm. systems in my house. And you double dipped. So he, he absolutely made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I tried to buy a second one. I used to have one right here. Uh, next to my Series X and PS5, and I wasn't using as much, so it went over to one of my kids, and then uh, got a couple of One Xs in the house that I kind of wanted to trade because uh, GameStop is giving like 300 in store credit for for X for a One X. 330. If well, you well, if you're not power up, if you if you're not I mean, power you up. should you should be a power up member. It's free at that point. Oh yeah, well, it's literally fifteen dollars for the himself. card. It's literally fifteen dollars for the card. If you're trading the X, it is three hundred dollars. You're going to get three thirty, meaning you're making fifteen dollars. Oh, Dang, you're a good salesperson. You're making like fifteen it. bucks. I don't even at that point when a person tells me they don't have one, I just say, "Hey, what's your email? We're going to sign you up because I'm giving you thir- I'm giving you fifteen dollars." And they oh, say, "Oh, okay, that's cool." <laughs> yeah, I uh, I kind of want to do that because I've got two one X's. Uh, I don't want to talk about how many consoles I have in this house. It's it's a problem for. Is me. it more guitars or more systems? Which it's one more, you have more? I think it's more systems. It's oh, pretty crazy. That is pretty... two switches. Yeah. As long as you uh, ain't got more controllers than systems, then we're we're good. Uh, I'll just dodge that. No, I'm just kidding. I do have like eight Spe- here, and then speaking of which, where <laughs> is I see that Forza one? Where's the stand? I don't have the Forza stand. The, you mean you the pink have and the yellow f- one? Yeah, the the charging stand. You should. Yeah, you can't. You can't have that controller without the stand. It's incomplete. Well, I guess I I'll have, have one at my one. store if you want one. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I have to make a trip over and see you. How about that? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We we got different ways of getting it to you. Just let me know. But but every time I, I'm just gonna let you know. Every time I I look at your background and I see no stand back there, I'm gonna bring it up. All right. Well, duly noted, man. All right. Tell you what. Yeah, Xbox sent me that controller. Uh, they should have yeah, sent you to stand, stand too. So maybe I should yell at them, huh? Yeah, yeah we got uh, <laughs> Sigan Kuali with the 450-pound Super Chat. Thank you, Sigan. He says, have you heard of an FPS survival horror game, Ill, which is Unreal Engine 5 behind it? Check it out this year. Ill, I have not heard of that. Forte? No, what is that? Sounds like something disgusting. F- FPS survival game. I don't know. Hey, Quada Global with the NGN 800 says, hey, Forte. So, What's up? <laughs> awesome. Uh, Xbox Gamer 83 says, hey, Colt, just bought X-Men Origins Wolverine for 360. I'm assuming that's back and pat. It is what's back a, and pat. Ch- <laughs> Look at the Forte's on it. He's, what's the chance this Game Pass is coming to Switch being true? I don't think Nintendo's ready for that, but we're going to talk later in the show about how Nintendo is sort of partnering with Xbox. We'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Flames said uh, in the chat, come on, man, you think I'm frauding that he that he got a refund on Cyberpunk? We know we know you're you're telling the truth, buddy. <laughs> right, Forte? Right. right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need to see that receipt, bro. <laughs> Take a picture of that return I'm just saying, receipt. Uh, you know, Forte, he was looking at the number. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Target Johnny, thank you for the $5. It's the second year of X and C. Yeah, we are. Uh, this is episode 34, Forte. Like, you're, you're a newbie 
in the XLC. I know. Sphere, I've been out here man. twice, man. How many people can say that? That, that's well there's a couple people been here twice but you uh came in a little bit late i wanted to give you a full show oh yeah that's right it, yeah? shout out to Rand yeah. for saving the day that day oh ran he's crazy. daylight saving times killed me that day <laughs> i hate daylight savings <laughs> are you john he's the second year of x and c looking forward to a great year for you cole eastwood happy new year bro uh I, time flies man slow mo yeah. backslap your buddy but, uh, yeah, Slomo's great. He's with the five dollars. He says Forte has no problem with people hiding offline to play Cyberpunk. But whenever he hides offline, he says, "I never hear the end of it." Shaking my head. Listen, I only hide offline because I am told to hide offline because the people that I'm playing with are hiding offline, so they can't be seen by the people. So they look. They say, "Hey, I need you to hide offline because I don't want certain people to know that you're online." Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're a man for the people. You gotta, listen, yeah, man. I, I listen. Out. I I went straight to my uh, my settings and I clicked in. I was like offline, and then I forgot to turn it back online. Yeah, so slow mo. So slow mo comes into the party like, oh, I see Forte hiding offline. And I was like, I'm not doing it because I want to do it. <laughs> I mean, paid to do it. Ricky Falam with the ten dollars super says, I was given a hundred thirty dollar Meyer gift card. I use it towards a PS five. So my PS5 cost me 400 bucks cash. I've passed up on numerous chances of buying one, but not this time. So he must have recently got one. Uh, Dub, right. who's been a channel member for seven months. If you're a channel member, you get custom emoji badge next to your name. I drew up some cartoon versions of Xbox Game Studios characters. So Dub has the Ori uh, icon and says, Happy New Year. Looking forward to 2022. Goodness, Xbox has the offer. Ready for Redfall and Starfield. What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, well, that's a quick question. I'll ask Forte because I'm really looking forward to Starfield the most. What are you looking forward to the most on uh, all gaming platforms this coming year? Uh, is God of War actually going to come out in 2022 or is it going to be 2023? I think it will. If it's tw- I think if it's, it will. If it's 2022, then that's what I'm looking forward to. It was my game of the generation, last generation. I It was one of the few games that made me put down my first, um, my first child, Destiny, in the video game terms. So oh, I see. <laughs> that was my first. Yeah. That was my first and only thing to get you off of destiny. If it got me off of book. destiny, it's my favorite thing. So hopefully that does come out. But if I had to pick something Xbox related, I'm more looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with um, Redfall because I like yeah. that whole co-op inert that whole co-op um, type of gameplay and stuff. And um, they haven't let us coming down. off the heels of. Um, oh my gosh! Just blanked on the TV show. That everyone's watching the vampire show on Netflix. I haven't even watched it yet. I heard it's kind of uh, that it's pretty creepy, but hmm. oh man, I can't remember. Chat, help I can't me out. either. Tell me which one what, was what's it? What's the what's the show on Netflix that is about vampires? Everyone was talking about it. I I, I know as soon as they say it, I'm gonna smack myself in the forehead. Um, all right, well. I think a lot of people are looking for it. Yeah, George Foreman says Elden Ring. Yeah, a lot of Elden Ring. I am looking forward to Elden Ring, but the thing about Elden Ring is I was looking forward to um, Sekiro. Midnight Mass, thank you guys. Go ahead. Oh, Midnight Mass. Oh, shout out to to, um, Rand. Rand loves that show. Yeah, Rand does, yeah. Yeah. I think Rand is now a TV connoisseur. He's not a video game connoisseur anymore. He reads books and <laughs> he reads books and watches TV all the time now. So the man with a million is about to you be know the man him with so a... well. That's you all he does. So I asked, well. I talked to him yeah. the other day. I was like, yo, what are you doing? He said, Man, I'm not really playing games right now. I'm just reading books and watching Wheel of Time. <laughs> yeah, that is totally Rand. Yeah. Um Midnight Mass. Yeah, that was the show. 
Yeah. Uh, really let's see one more. Lord Starkiller. Thank you for the five dollar. He says, "Happy New Year, XNC in chat." So Lord Scott Starkiller is talking in the chat too, which is which is nice. I just sent him today. It's going to go and ship a XNC hoodie that he won. Nice. I do a monthly giveaway for merch. I pick a channel member or patron uh, from at random and send them a link and say, "Hey, pick something you want from the store." And nice. that's how we do that. So I'm doing another one because. He was uh, playing catch up, and then I'm doing another one really soon. So you guys are anyway. really good, really nice looking merch. Yeah, it's fun to. Uh, I bought oh gosh, I bought like eight or nine pieces of merch from my store, so I can wear them on the show. And now when I go in my closet, it's like mostly what I have in there. Um, let's talk about this. <laughs> Some people get so goofy about uh, who they like or don't like on social media and YouTube, right, Forte? But oh, yeah. uh, I, I like Foxy Games because he he does like the uh, he represents the PlayStation. You might get in trouble audience. for saying that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know he he puts he tries to put out the information, and we all do that, right? But he put out a list of all of the PlayStation first party studios and how many games they were working on, and I I could pull up the tweet right now, but. Most studios for PlayStation right now are working on at least two projects, two games. And so he had a listing of, uh, I don't know what it was, uh, almost a dozen studios that are that are working on, on first-party games. And then I turned around and replied, uh, I, Forte just dropped out. I'm going to add him back. Yeah, Everything's know. good? Yeah, I don't know okay. what happened there. <laughs> okay, just making sure. There was a minute there where my brain went, He's good, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he put out this listing of uh, first-party games, and I got to thinking, I think Xbox has at least one or two games on for, for each studio. So I put out the listing, and when you look at it, uh, there's some numbers missing, Forte, but PlayStation has probably 22. I'll just round up for him because he's probably missing something. PlayStation mm-hmm. has like 22 games in the works from first-party, excluding all third-party offers which there's so many massive exclusives they're working for mm-hmm. uh and then xbox has like 25 or 27 like a lot of people are adding ones that i missed so it's pretty crazy how many games are being worked on right now and we're already seeing a bunch of them so i don't know if you've ever kind of bro- broken this down before but yeah. uh, it was one of those things where you pit playstation versus xbox but i think in the end you can kind of step back and go wow these two are pushing each other hard right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at his tweet. Gorilla Games has three games. Asamiya has three. Sucker Pot has two. I mean, when you sit back and you look at Japan Studio Studio that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, you? yeah. I mean, it, now it's supposed to be... Uh, is it Fire Sprite? No, no, yeah. I can't remember what they're no, called. No, it, it's um, the team that does... Um, that did... Um, what was the packing game for PlayStation? Uh, Astrobot. Astrobot. It's the the people that developed that. I can't think of their name. <laughs> Ooh. A, I a Sobo. A Sobo. I want to say Sobo. It is, is a that, Sobo. Is that the same team that made Flight Simulator? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is right. Sobo. <laughs> it, yeah, we're, we, yeah, this is terrible. But I'm thinking the same thing, Forte. I'm thinking the same. You might be right. Is it a Sobo? It's, let me see. I'm going to look I'm it up. Not, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> Astro. Robotics technology. Where is it? That's what the internet's for. Yeah, yeah. Internet, what is it good for? Astro Playroom was created. Yeah, no, Asobi. That's why. Asobi. Asobi. Okay, That's Asobi. why. 
<laughs> they're they're close. They're close. Yeah, good enough. Yeah. It would be nice if Xbox bought a Sobe. Then you know we could take something away from PlayStation again. Oh, they're talented. That uh, that AstroBot game's awesome. Um, best thing that came so out fun. there. It was the best. It, honestly, I tell people it was the best launch game. I mean, granted, Spider Man Miles Morales was a really good game, but I enjoyed Astros. I couldn't believe I was getting. I felt like you, I was two years old. You were right there. I'm right there with you. I felt um, like I was two playing that game. I was like, yo, this is great. This is like Christmas <laughs> Morty. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot more fun playing that than I did Miles Morales. But uh, part of Miles Morales was like, I did this in 2018 with a different character. And uh, yeah, Astrobot just surprised. I just smile on my face. You know, people make fun of that. They called a one hour pack in game. Did you but... blow into the controller? Uh, no. no, yeah, yeah, I did. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they've just got all these studios working, and um, there's a lot to look forward to. People haven't quite figured it out, but um, I don't know. It's, I think it's gonna be good. They've got uh, Xbox has. 27 i'm gonna say 27 games in the works right now and a couple of those are like finishing up like grounded and they're still supporting halo infinite and you know that's mostly like the stuff that we already are playing Mm -hmm. it's it's just nuts um the question is how many of those games that they are creating are because you see he has hashtag ps5 at the bottom of them how many of those games are exclusive to just playstation 5 though well do you You're, think you just put me into territory of there was a little bit of an argument going on today, Forte, about on on the Twitter.coms about uh who has more <laughs> exclusive to the next generation platform games. And PlayStation has so many games in the works for 2022. Xbox has like, I don't know, 15 or so. Yeah. But the difference is PlayStation's biggest, their biggest exclusives are on ps4 god of war ragnarok gran turismo 7 horizon forbidden west their biggest tentpole franchise games and this is one of those things that matt booty gotten so much heat from the media and from fanboys for saying that we're going to support the xbox one generation one to two years into the cycle and then jim ryan said we believe in generations we're cutting you off your controllers don't work the games will only be on ps5 and then they were like, uh, Miles Morales is going to be on PS4. Like, it was uh, it was quite a change. And maybe did they pivot because they knew the PS5 was going to be hard to get? Or was that always the plan to just sneak in the PS4 version? Uh, I think it was. I think the plans did change because you also got to go back to Jim Ryan saying that we want as many of our player base to move over from PS4 to PS5. We want to do that in record time. Yeah, and the only way you're going to do that in record time is if you have a lot of systems available. But we also got to remember that that statement was made before a pandemic literally hit full stride in the yeah. world. So I never really held them to that type of rhetoric when they actually said that. I do think that's why Xbox has been very careful in saying where those games are going. Uh, do I think that all of because like as of right now, Fable, Redfall, Sky, uh, Sky, I call it Skyrim, Star, uh, Starfield, they're all listed as next gen titles. They don't even have a moniker for Xbox One on them. Uh, we know you'll be able to play them on an Xbox One because of the whole uh, cloud, the cloud gaming that they have yep. available. But as of right now, natively, they don't have them listed. So 
they're kind of playing a game of cat and mouse, I believe. Well, let's see how the systems go. We're not going to announce that these are next gen only. We're just going to put a moniker that says Xbox um, Series S and X. We're not going to say that it's going to play on the old systems. So if we do have to say that these games are coming to the old systems to be able to get more monetary gain, we didn't promise that they were coming to next gen. Whereas PlayStation came out and said um, the next generation starts now. And these games like uh, for Horizon for uh, Horizon Forbidden West and God of War and all of these games can be played on the PS5. And now you're starting to see that, no, a lot of these games can be played on a toaster and there just happened to be a next generation system yeah. that you wanted to put them on. So though that's kind of the difference. Xbox is learning a lot from their mistakes of their messaging from early in the generation where PlayStation is basically just doing what they have to do because they felt like they got blindsided by the pay. I think they got hit by the pandemic a little bit harder than Microsoft did because they were already out in front with a lot of their manufacturing almost a year ahead of Xbox. So yeah, I think yeah. that was the big thing for them. They just thought they would have way more because their numbers were saying like 15 million in the first year. And they only Jeez. got like 8 million out, eight or 9 million out. So they missed that number by like five or 6 million. So that's where I think they said PlayStation is going to be, you know, pushed by PlayStation four for the next two to three years. Xbox said, we're going to support Xbox one and Xbox one S and X for two to three years or two years. But none of their big games even say they support it. And if you think about it, right around the time all those games start coming out is when that two years would be up for Xbox. Starfield, that's two years after the Xbox um, one, the two years after the Series X came out. And yeah, they already yeah. said they're only supporting for two years. So that could be part of the plan. <clears throat> I wonder if Redfall is next generation only. Uh, it's listed it could... as, a, as a right now. Yeah. So, yeah, they just did that first year. Uh, here's a weird question for you, Forte. Yeah, what's up? Who? <laughs> what's up, Cole? Uh, who do you think gets more? I people got so mad when I asked this on social media. But who Let do em. you think gets more consoles out of the manufacturing <clears throat> uh, system? I don't know how to say it. Who do you think gets more off the line and pushed to retailers? I don't know if that's the right question. No, I know what you mean. You, like who? Who's the one that produces more consoles? If you're looking and- at the PlayStation Five. Manufa- you know, manufacturing warehouse right here. And then over here is the Series S and X manufacturing. You got the door open and you're counting as they come out off the line. Like, who is making more? Uh, I mean, nobody I, knows the answer, right? That, people got mad that I asked, like, how would we know this? But I don't know. Like, some of the sales figures, is it telling a story? There's a bunch of Series S's that are in, like, overstock and then they all sell out. Like, what do you think? So I think in general that if you're talking about manufacturing, I do think Sony still to this day produces a little bit faster than Microsoft does. I do see PlayStation's hit. Now, if we're talking about just the high-end systems, the X and the 5, the X and the PS5 and Series X, I think Xbox is a little bit behind in that regard. And it even comes back to the fact that when we see our shipments for those, it is a little bit less than what the PS5 is. PS5 always has more. If it's only a little, it's still more. Um, I see more of, I mean, see other retailers have PS5s more than they have Xboxes too. I just think it's just a dichotomy that PlayStation isn't splitting their development between two different types of systems where it's as with PlayStation, it's either you want a disk drive or you don't want a disk drive. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. retailers 
are opting to have the disk drive because you can't sell physical games if you don't have a disk drive. That so like a Target's going to want to get an allotment of of the digital disk disk version, yeah, so they can sell all those games they have loading the shelves exactly that do not sell. Right, exactly, and and they just have the option to sell digital ones if you want. So I think the fact that their development isn't split, um, they get more PlayStations off the line. Whereas Xbox can get more S's off the line, like you said, for every one X, they get two S's. They, I think in totality, Xbox produces more systems. It's just not the high-end system that everybody wants. That's at a yeah, lower yield. Yeah. They really do want the X. It's a, it's a complaint I hate to see on my, on my comment section. And I also see people disinterested in gaming news in a lot of ways because they're frustrated. And I, I, I Trust me, if I was you out there mm-hmm. who can't get a Series X or a PS5, I would not want to listen to that news nonstop, uh, especially Mm-mm. the way I am. I have to have the console. You know, I was up till one in the morning trying to get a PS5. And and when the Series X dropped, my family, we were all on our own devices and computers trying to get me a Series X. Like, I just, that had to happen, right? So right. I, I feel you. Uh, let's talk about Game Pass subs. This is such a great Ooh, Game Pass. This is such a great discussion because Jess Corden of Windows Central and Xbox Two Podcast believes that Xbox is not quite to 30 million yet. They're still seeing year-on-year growth, some 41%, which is really, really good. Uh, but one of the things that comes up, Forte, is uh, the people who are, don't like Game Pass like to knock it and say it's not profitable. Mm. <laughs> okay, here's... Here's the best part of what, about what Jez said. He said, remember Netflix for the first like eight years of business? They never made a profit, right? They were losing money. They were, they were, they were, they were in the red. He, and then he gave me this little tidbit of uh, information. I'm a huge fan of this service. I, I started subscribing a year ago. I use it mm-hmm. every day. Spotify. Spotify yep. is how now how I use my music. I pay a monthly fee. I have access to all this music and new music I discover. And it's a big part of my life when I'm gaming or when I'm just doing my thing, right? Right. So Spotify is important. He said Spotify still has not turned a profit in their whole existence. And they are one of the largest music streaming platforms on the planet. (laughs) So Forte, put some perspective on these guys about how Game Pass is not profitable. Well, this is the thing. Game Pass, to you, it may not. Okay, to you, it may not be profitable. Even to Microsoft, it may not be as profitable as they want it to be. The biggest thing is, it's just like like you and like YouTube, Cope. Your YouTube channel is probably profitable for you, but how much of your YouTube channel do you put, how much of that money do you put right back into your channel? Quite a bit, yeah. Quite you a put bit. it right back in there. So as much as, yeah, I'm in the black, I'm also putting that money right back in, which puts me back in the red until I make that money back again. So Xbox, literally every subscriber, every microtransaction, everything that comes from Xbox is being put right back into that service. Those games that like you, you think MLB, the show 21 was free to put in game pass. You don't think that (laughs) Xbox, you don't think that Xbox with the MLB was like, yo, let's stick it to Sony and let's do this. And who knows how much money it was. Same thing with, um, we always talk about how, Outriders was one of those games that was amazing for Xbox to get. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Xbox didn't do that. They didn't like Square didn't do that the kindness of their heart. They that was just they it may have been a cheaper price to put it in there because it was an unknown game or something, but they still paid some money to put that in there. So in general, you're always gonna have this give and take when it comes to like our profits are here, but then what how much are we spending to go back into these other games? That's why I think once Xbox first party starts wrapping up the money that you're going to start seeing is going to be more your money, not the money you're giving someone else to help you bolster the platform. What are we going to get from our game? So when we get Redfall in there, then we get uh, Fable in there, then we get Starfield in there. And, you know, now you're thinking about your games are uh, curating that service, which means you're not giving money away. All you're doing is receiving money on that end. So that's when I start thinking. That's why I always tell people when Xbox can get to that prediction of a triple uh, A game every quarter, then you will see Xbox Live, Xbox Live, Xbox Game Pass in the black completely. But yeah, I also yeah. think that truly won't happen until Xbox does something about the PC side of it when it comes to their. <laughs> their lackluster support mm-hmm. on the PC uh, marketplace. Cause that marketplace, as much as it works every once in a while, it's still very rudimentary compared to the other offerings at a certain point. They might as well just offer game pass on steam and just like EA, EA does that. They have, EA, yes. they have EA play on steam, meaning you could just pay steam for EA play and still download those games from there. So I think that will yep. probably be a better opportunity for them, which will actually bolster their sales a little bit too. But some people keep forgetting that game. And I'm gonna let you go game pass as much as that is their biggest focus. Selling those games on PC on another platform. Do you know that three or four of the top selling games for the holiday were Xbox games on steam. Oh yeah. You know, number three, number five, number seven, and number week. seven. Yeah. And yeah. that's of all of steam. We're talking about thousands, hundreds of thousands of games sold over the course of a three month period. The top four, <laughs> three, it beat four genital games. jousting and shower with your dad too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, no, the, boyfriend does so... you too. <laughs> boyfriend. Bunch of, yeah. Boyfriend does yeah. you got beat too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that idea. Just fold it right into Steam. Let Steam take care of the storefront, and uh, or just copy Steam. What the heck? Like uh, Steam's one of the best storefronts. I, I think around. everybody wants to copy Steam, but they the thing is is like Nintendo at this point. Like, do you? It's like they're so ingrained into the gaming mm-hmm. sphere. Unless Steam messes up themselves you're not really going to overtake Steam because it's just like with Xbox and PlayStation, you you see how hard it is to get somebody to move off their Xbox or move off their PlayStation because they have a digital library that they're tied to. Steam, your library is literally thousands times bigger than what your console library can be. And So I just think trying to be the next Steam is kind of something you shouldn't try to strive for. You should want to be a complimentary, complimentary thing to Steam or run your service through Steam give steam a kickback on whatever that subscription model is over there let yeah you lose some money in the re, in the interim but you'll gain more people overall because who wants to actually pay for their games if they don't have to and people that say that they like buying games and they like supporting developers i get it 
Mm-hmm. Developers are being very well paid by Xbox and by PlayStation and by these studios to produce these games. That is built into the marketing campaign Up and front, the yeah. actual development of those games. Only thing they get more money for is if the game performs on particular platforms, which if it's in a service or you can still buy it digitally or physically, the game will still sell no matter what. Yeah, and they really need to fix... It's so weird when we say Microsoft can't get the PC storefront like in order. Like they were, their literal foundation was getting user ability and UI and user friendly. Like what happened? I don't know. I think they just kind of lost their way. And Phil has said that they need to do better in that space. But it's taking so long. I feel like you get some. It's great not a priority. It's not a priority yet. That's all. It needs to be a priority. And we've heard that. Um, We've heard that they're pushing hard on cloud gaming and they pushed hard on PC gaming last year. They need to keep working on PC, but um, yep. I don't know. They've got a lot of games. And with all those games, which we're going to talk about some of the the new leaks and rumored games that are coming, uh, but with all those games, they have to get all that right. And Wolf Assassin with the $5. Thank you, Wolf, says, all right, Colt, which games do you think could or should appear at E3? I think Xbox fans need to see Fable and or Avowed. What do you think? This is actually a topic for the show mm-hmm. that we will get into in just a little bit, Wolf. So I will get right back to that. But I've got to ask uh, Vorte about... Special Nick from Xbox Era has been talking a lot about Killer Instinct mm-hmm. and Rare's IPs needing to be utilized for Xbox. I One agree. of the reasons why I'm bringing this up was earlier I talked about how many games are in the works and over half of Xbox Game Studios are working on new IPs and the others are established IPs. But there is a literal goldmine of rare IPs waiting to be used. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of them is Perfect Dark. But what do you think? I don't know if you're like a big rare fan, but what do you think Xbox needs to t- tap into from their library of tentpole franchises from like the 90s and stuff? So a lot of people want them to bring Banjo back, stuff like that. I definitely want... Listen, one of my favorite clips is still on my Xbox to this day. Shout out to um, Xbox Studios when it was actually good in the beginning. Um, I made a Killer Instinct clip. of It was like Happy New Year's in 2015. And uh, it was me doing an ultra combo with um, Janko and... It was uh, my whole kids was in there, had the little screenshot. That's where my love of editing came in. I was like, oh, this is so cool. You can do this yeah. with a console. And um, it was with um, it was with uh, Killer Instinct. And I was like, the, the one bad thing that happened was that the fact that Iron Galaxy got the rug, well, not the rug pulled from underneath them. They did get purchased by, I believe, what was it Amazon? Is it yeah, Amazon? I think they were. Yeah, yeah, they were purchased by Amazon. And they did that, the Borderlands 2 remaster as well. They were yep, really they good did at what that. they do. Yeah, so I thought them losing that studio, they did a really good job with Killer Instinct. And uh, I really, really want that to come back. Uh, we know Perfect Sounds Dark. Sounds like is, it is. That, it have needs you heard to, this? It, I heard it. I just want I just, like, who's going to work on it is right, the question. Right. That, like, because that was why a lot of people, honestly, let's be for real. That's the reason a lot of people want, 
um, the whole no one really cares about the um, WB stuff. All they really want is Netherrealm. Mortal, they Netherrealm, just want Mortal Kombat yeah. because guess what? If you can get Mortal Kombat, then that means you also have somebody that can work on your Killer Instinct and they know that they and with Killer Instinct being the type of game it is, it would lend itself well to the Mortal Kombat universe with fatalities and stuff like that. So I can literally yeah. see a crossover in the making being for that something would be like that. Huge. It'll but be a huge crossover. You can't forget about WB bringing the Batman license and WB bringing Monolith. It's working on Wonder Woman. Like well, this the is question, just a, this well, the is question like with that. Taylor made for Xbox to purchase. It is. It is, but it also goes back to the fact okay, so we have we gotten past Xbox being risk averse when it comes to like IP like that. Something that they don't control. Because well, I mean, they're not controlling the Bethesda IPs. They're letting them. Fully... Uh, they, they could, they could, they control it. They just, they just letting Bethesda be Bethesda. But let's be for real. <laughs> when, if, if, if it can, you don't think Todd Howard still got to go through Phil Spencer and say, "Hey, this is what we want to do." They still, they still, they still got to go through know, Phil Spencer. Day. They still got to go through Phil. Like anybody that listen, Bethesda yeah, is hands off. They they're treating Bethesda like they should treat Bethesda. Hands off. Allow them to make the games that they want to do. Just fund the piggy bank. But guess what? Where do they got to go to get the money to fund the piggy bank? They got to yeah, go to yeah. Phil Spencer to do it. That's so true. That's, but, that's you know, all there's a, there's quite a bit of confidence for Bethesda's teams. Like yeah, and, absolutely, and. Matt Booty and Phil Spencer, and they've talked about how they're letting the studios do what they want to do. Some yeah, I do wonder what do goes on way. behind the scenes when, when uh, you know, like, I guess I can't think of any games that Bethesda would be working on because everything's kind of already vetted out. They already were striking the deal with Indiana Jones. They had already been working on Starfield when they were acquired. But I just have to wonder, you know, you got uh, not-so-tall Todd Howard Next to not so tall Phil Spencer, and these guys are like juggernauts in the gaming industry. Well, they're in their best buds, yeah, yeah. So, I think that's the uh, one thing Todd Howard said. He was like, I don't uh, think one it's a hard reasons, sell. That's what well, I'm one of the saying. one of the reasons Todd Howard he said in well, it was kind of said that he said in an interview that the reason that he was okay with going to Microsoft is because Phil Spencer was going to be around, like he wanted to make He'd sure still be there, yeah, he'd still yeah. be there. He didn't want to. Go to go to be a part of Xbox, and then the leadership change. Now, I do think the leadership will change at some point, in not probably not the near future, but by the end of this generation, I could kind yeah, of see four Phil or five Spencer, years. Sure. I can see Phil Spencer taking a, a kind of a back seat, and I do see. Um, yeah, I was gonna say who's gonna take who's oh, gonna take Phil's spot. Now you already know who's gonna take her. Spot. I, I think I think she's I know. Being groomed as we speak. Um, yeah, and yeah. She, she, like the fact that she was um, at the head of all of the different announcements and stuff that's been going on um, in the background um, for marketing and e-commerce and stuff like that. I think that's just a way of giving her more introduced to the business side of what the Xbox yeah. is because she's more on the on the um developer i think most people really like sarah bond and i think most people can see that she really likes games and she's passionate about building games uh and when you say like they're introducing her to the business side like she's kind of like phil like software and games first and oh yeah i gotta run the business i gotta run the business instead of don matrick who's like all about the business like he saw the numbers we were talking pre-show you and i about VR and Connect and like Don Matrick saw Connect could just take over the living room and take over houses across the world and they sold 10 million of those and then when you get into Xbox One generation you're like this isn't really what we were all here 
you know, with it with the Xbox uh, branded on our heart, right? So yeah, you want to watch uh, NFL on your TV through a uh, through your <laughs> through your HDMI pass through. Oh, I thought that was gosh. actually I actually thought that was pretty cool. Uh, let me all, ask you, it all was actually really. It, cool. it was it was actually cool. Let me ask you. I do want to ask you that. Do you think? Hey, this were is you my show. Really, what are you interviewing you, me? No, yeah, were you really <laughs> were you really upset at what Xbox did in 2013? Yeah, yeah, actually I was. So I was, but okay, but, but what? Uh, I mean, I'm totally I, I'm totally transparent about this. 2013, May, I watched that thing. Xbox One, stupid name. I don't want another connect. I already have one. I only right. use it for Dance Central. Uh, I didn't like any of the games they showed, nothing looked cool, and uh, I just don't uh, no, not liking it. And then by spring, almost a year later, my friends went Xbox. Mm-hmm. I was going to go PlayStation because that's who I was going to be playing with every night. And uh, the reason why I told you that whole long story is, yeah, I liked the Connect at it, not a camera because it, I never used the camera, but the voice commands, the connection to everything, uh, everything was. I really liked the Xbox One, uh, and before I was repulsed. So, yeah, there's I, your. No, I, I I think a lot of people think that way. I wasn't as upset about it, and it was mostly... Like, the thing that upset most people was the always online check-ins and stuff like that. I really I didn't, didn't care. That didn't bug me because my Xbox was... I always looked at it as, if you're an Xbox gamer, you probably 90% of the time are online, so this really doesn't affect you. I do <laughs> think... I do think the the watershed moment was, you know, if you don't have internet, there there's a console for you. I think yeah, that, that was wasn't terrible. the most smartest thing to say. But uh, I, I agree. The games, it was some good games, but it wasn't something that really spoke to, like, it wasn't what you expected from a next generation system that was debuting, you know. And then when you finally got into the games, a lot of the stuff was just cross-platform stuff like we pretty much got over the last year. But at least mm-hmm. this time around, the uh, fidelity and being able to see like 60 frames per second versus 30 frames per second, it was more tangible versus last generation. It was just like a mild bump from 580p to 720p. Yeah. If you're on PlayStation, you probably got 720p. Xbox 560. Oh my gosh. It was terrible. Can you go back to those days? Uh, on New Year's, we every New Year's, we get out the rock band gear. Ooh, and still. We, I have a 360 that, that still works. It'll never red ring because I repaired it myself with my friend. And uh, yeah, we had a really good time. And uh, for some reason, I couldn't find my Dance Central disc. So I couldn't even buy the game. So I'm on the store. But we were talking earlier about, about the cross gen stuff for mm-hmm. this generation. And Hargit Chani with a $5 super, super chat says, very likely PS4 was always in the plan, but PlayStation wanted to cash in on the Matt Booty statement as it worked as most players bought it. And I think what Hargit's oh, the, saying the, is the that. Fake? Yeah, like, oh, oh, oh they no, ripped we, wouldn't, that. we wouldn't do that to you, PlayStation fans. Which, oh, they ripped it out. They ripped yeah. that price by $100. They was like, yo, <laughs> we ain't going to do what Xbox just did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that uh, He's that right. is one of those things where you capitalize on what you see as a weakness. But the weird thing, like we talked about a while ago, is that their PlayStation's biggest games are cross-platform. So it's really what matters for that narrative of that moment to get. Yep. Uh, I feel like there is a difference. Sometimes PlayStation rallies their fans to fight the good fight. And then Xbox tries to give you this, like, whenever he plays, we all win. And it just doesn't work that way. Uh, nobody is that 
is that perfect. But I uh, agree. <laughs> so yeah, Lord Starkill said he'd like to see a Microsoft include Game Pass sub numbers on a weekly update. Thank you for the super chat, Lord Starkiller. But I think Xbox is not sharing numbers for a reason. They also did not share all numbers for Halo Infinite, even though it did really well. Like <clears throat> sales are really high. Maybe it didn't look good compared to how big Forza Horizon Five. Oh, got. Get, that that game fell off a cliff. Isn't that something? Yeah, that game fell off a cliff over the summer. Was it because they jumped everybody in in the beta for online and they no-lifed it for a month and then played the campaign and then they were like, okay, I'm all that's done? I I think there's a multitude of different things. I do think um, the fact... I think the beta did do something for that because as much as a lot of people play Halo for the single player, a lot of people probably... I will probably say more people did not play for the multiplayer now. Um, I think not having co-op there, a lot of people want their first experience to be with their friends. They want to go through the co-op with them. Uh, I know people that purposely do not did not play the single player just because of that. And um, the fact that the even on the reviews, uh, I think you guys did a really good job on your reviews talking about the things that happened in the game and your thoughts and um, analysis of it. Yeah, I do think. Yeah. I don't think that had a big sway in it, but I do think just the narrative around the the game in general, like most people were shocked when they heard that, Oh, this, the campaign's actually really good. Like I know I was, I was waiting for a dumpster fire. I was like, yo, I'm going to play the game anyway. Cause I love halo. But when I started hearing the, the calmness of people saying, yo, this is like a really good campaign. It's really structured. I like the story. And I'm like, a three four three game? Are we are we serious here? So I'm like, okay. So I'm more excited to play it. I but figured I they do, were due, but yeah, I was I was they were uh, definitely pleasantly due. surprised. But I do yeah. think a lot of people, you know, we are the mouthpiece for the wider majority of the gamers that are out there. Yeah. Uh, when we weren't excited for it for a long time, I mean, it's kind of hard to move the needle over an entire year, 365 days, where everything about Halo is negative. like everything like literally the whole year was negative and you and you took a fever pitch on november 15th and said hey now you can play the multiplayer multiplayer is free for everybody campaign comes out on december 8th and it during that three weeks or four weeks you expected the whole narrative around halo to change i think that was like asking a lot Mm-hmm. Um, especially when the game wasn't fully complete. So I don't think we will, we won't see people really truly appreciate Halo until later this year. Once we start getting all that stuff, or maybe until we get the next uh, standalone DLC, that's going to bridge onto the story that we finished um, with Halo um, infinite. That then you'll really see people huge. more appreciate it more. Yeah. Take you to take you to some biomes that are different and expand the oh, game yeah. and Can make it bigger to, than it. It's else. even bigger already. I wonder how much of that was our expectations were lower and we were I do. I think that had a lot, but to it do was with good. It. it was good. Yeah, hit the like button. If you're enjoying the show here with Forte and I talking, we've got to get into these, uh, these newer games. We got to talk about those. I got a couple yep. of super chats. There's well over 700 people are watching the show. Thank you for checking out Excellency Podcast. If you're here live, this is on the Cole Eastwood channel. You already know that because you're here, but if you're listening after the fact, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other places like that. So you can check out that show on demand, totally free of charge. 
but um, yeah, so we got, let's see here. We, we have spider with the Norwegian 50. Thank you so much. He says, Xbox play anywhere are the PC games. I don't buy on steam. Um, yeah. And I also buy games on steam once in a while too. I bought a lot of games on steam a few years ago, but um, hopefully How they fix that. You play? What's that? How many of them did you play? Uh, almost all of them. I, oh, well, nice. There was a couple years during the Xbox One era before the the One X came out, okay. where I like two years where I played mostly all my multiplats on Steam on a brand new PC I built. So I was kind of a, I learned a lot of lessons. So I learned <laughs> that I can't stand yeah. thirty frames, and I learned <laughs> the tinkering problems drove me crazy. But I had a really good time, and. Facts. Uh, now I've got it. Now I've got it all. Like the new consoles are amazing. Matt McDonald with uh, media from uh, with the Canadian five dollar. Thank you so much. He says Xbox needs to bring back Banjo. Nintendo fanboys be buying series consoles and Game Pass subbing left and right and center the day that happens. So Banjo's bigger than I want to admit, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Hardy Johnny with Conquer? the. And Conquer. I saw in the chat they're asked for Conquer Love as well. Conquer. Uh, I don't know. I say this on my show a lot. I've said it on a bunch of podcasts. I don't know if I've told you, but mm-hmm. there was a 10-year period when about when the Nintendo s- midway through the Super NES mm-hmm. until the Xbox 360 that I wasn't really a gamer. I played a few games here, had an old PlayStation 1 and never owned a PlayStation 2. So there's like this 10-year period where I wasn't really concentrating on gaming there was other stuff i was doing and so i don't know conquer and banjo like everybody else does so they give me a hard time when i say that stuff, that stuff. but are <laughs> johnny with the five dollars says if is if xbox is interested in buying wb game studios they need to buy the whole thing discovery and wb to own the ip forte yo is this gonna happen like is xbox gonna buy a really big studio like wb one day and grab all these ips they have their hands full. No, I think, well, could they do it? We didn't think they would make the seven point, you know, billion dollar move that they made a year ago. Uh, so it's definitely in the cards for them. Do I see them massively doing anything like that soon? No, because I think they want to focus on the studios they have. They want to get some of those games out the door. And once they do that, it will it could it would make them more attractive to a lot of these other um, developers that might want to be purchased because you got to think like, uh, do we think Asamiak is worth $200 million? I think they're they're worth more, but they sold for 200 million. You know, but you (laughs) know, let me tell you why they sold for 200 million. They sold for 200 million because they had a really good working relationship with Sony and they know Sony was going to back them on everything they wanted to do. And they knew Sony was about making the type of games they want them to make. That's why they get a big discount. Like, does Xbox get that same discount? Probably not because they don't know what the stylized of what Xbox wants them to do. So they're thinking like, well, if Xbox is going to buy us, we probably want to sell for three, four, four, four hundred million instead of yeah. 200 oh, million. Yeah. 500. Yeah, it was 500. 250, I think. But yeah, they would probably sell yeah, it's for 250 million. Worth and you know what? Forte, you have to wonder what that working relationship was with the old Xbox hat mm-hmm. working on Sunset Overdrive. Maybe it oh, wasn't Jesus. a super fun partnership because i don't like that old xbox team that sounds rude right but i don't i didn't agree with what they were doing back then so uh maybe insomniac just didn't enjoy that well developers didn't like it either so (laughs) 
<laughs> Let's be for real. That's why we're that's why we're all happy that we have Phil Spencer and and um Sarah Banks and we have um all of these Matt Booty, as much as people give these people crap for the games over the course of the generation, it takes a long time to turn a ship. Yeah, and that's, that that's ship is long massive, gone, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is really good. Mo B with the five dollars says, Colt, I love the show. You think Microsoft would buy WB? Games, which goes in with Hargeet. So he says, everybody hit that like button. Show some love to X and C. Everybody wants WB. I know they do. I know they do. And you're right. Because they want to have, they want, as fans. I know as fans, they want that, that sellability, right? They want to be able to have that bragging right the same. uh, And they want that. They really want that. uh, Bethesda wasn't enough. Superhero. (laughs) Bethesda wasn't enough. They want the superhero. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, imagine this, Forte. You got. You got like the dark little Xbox console that's got Batman. And then you've got the bright, exciting uh, PlayStation, which has got Spider-Man and Wolverine. So you kind of have like this moody and broody like standoff. And and then you get Wonder Woman too if you buy WB. So Xbox, buy WB. Just start working. You know what? And I'll say this. Like people ask about acquisition season. I had special Nick on like several months ago and we talked Mm -hmm. about acquisitions. I know PlayStation or Xbox fans want xbox to buy a big studio but you have to remember that if you're going to buy something uh, sarah banks you met sarah bond he knows who sarah bond is so uh banks? yeah Oops. but you're just uh, i probably did say banks so uh sounds like a villain name it's great uh <laughs> i lost my train of thought if uh, if you're gonna buy a big studio like that if xbox was doing it they're talking about it right now they're drumming up paperwork we wouldn't hear about it for a year if it was even happening. So right. like some, we get, we get to hear some interesting news and tidbits, right? Forte. And like, you didn't hear about Bethesda, like anywhere near that time. Like that was so secretive. So we just had there was rumors of it in 2018. And yes. That was it. And it took two years, it took two years for that yes. to happen. It yes. took, actually it took two years for them to announce it three years for it to actually become official. Jeez. Yeah, it did take three years for it to finalize. In March of 2021, when they did. Yeah, I feel like it was like summer 2018. We started to hear about this Bethesda thing. So, so Xbox was probably making those talks a long time ago, and it takes a while. The other problem is somebody's got to buy WB for somebody else does, like Tencent, and that's all out of our control. Yeah, that's 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 out of our control. Wolf Assassin with the ten dollars super says question for you guys in the chat. Millie A said earlier this year, I don't know who Millie A is. Said earlier this year that Xbox locked a major third-party game and is exclusive. Which game do you think it is? I wonder if it's Wonder Woman or Splinter Cell Remake. I doubt it's Splinter Cell, but Monolith has worked with Xbox quite a bit. And they partnered with them in marketing and helped with a bit of development for Shadow of War, Middle-earth Shadow of War. So I I would love to see Xbox have a discussion with Monolith about timed exclusivity or something with wonder woman because i think that could be a big game what do you uh what do you predict wonder woman could be like as a video game uh wow um think think middle earth shadow mordor yes i'm thinking think uh, they're making a star wars game too jeez monolith is is making i believe they're making a star wars game um yeah wow yeah, all I think about Monolith, man, is the whole um, Nemesis system. 
mm-hmm. is yeah. something like um, a Wonder Woman game would be incredible because now the tech that that was built on was already good. Like you could literally see the difference between Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. They really did mm-hmm. refine it a lot in there. But to know that they had two or three more years to actually um, it was bigger, make that vet that out a little bit more. And then you have, you know, outside of it just being orcs that, you know, just have names and stuff or real, real <laughs> villains and stuff. I think that would be uh, really crazy. I do think the traversal will be really, really good because they did introduce her flying through. Well, not remember, she wasn't flying. She was gliding through the air in the movies and stuff. Right. So I do think she's falling gracefully, but I do think um, having those type of things, they can actually build a really, really good open world. Now, the question is, do you want it to be an open world game versus a linear style game? Like something like more King to galaxy. Batman. Do you want it to be more Batman or do you want it to be more, more uh, shadow of war? I don't know. You can get the best of both worlds by doing it more like Batman Arkham city, which I, but oh, that's real open know. though. Arkham like City. The Galaxy is amazing. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's, oh. that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the games are kind of evolving, and right now you're kind of getting the best of both on these on these games. You know, open world games feel like they're more manageable. The linear games still feel really great and take you to different locations. So I expect good things from that. Yeah. Um, one of the before I get into these uh, two secret new games. One of the new announcements is that Undead Labs, working on State of Decay 3, is opening up a new studio in Orlando to help with animation. And it's led by a expert in animation and video games that has worked for EA for like a decade, working with like UFC games and the sports <laughs> titles. And this person's LinkedIn information uh, leaked on social media. And Clobril tweeted about how they're opening up mm-hmm. this new studios to work with other Xbox Game Studios teams to do better animations. One thing that State of Decay really needed was a more robust animation set. I don't know if you played <laughs> State of Decay 2. Yeah, it hated it. Yeah. It, uh, it wasn't a bad game. It was just one of those games that's like, it just this could be more... done so much better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, there's like things when I played Days Gone not long after stay decay like days gone like he uses a knife and he pries into the hood and he pops it up and he reaches in there and he looks like he's grabbing something and then you compare it to stay decay where your character goes and a circle <laughs> fills like a, and then, you know the ui key? circle fills right with some noise like <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird that those little things right forte those little things matter when he opens a drawer like they do in red dead and last of us and yeah. these other games like where they open a drawer and they reach their hand in and it just kind of fakes it but it kind of it it keeps you connected to the game as as inconsequential as it is but um right i i agree um you said a really good one when you said when you were talking about last of us remember when we they showed the first every, no one thought it was gameplay they showed the trailer uh-huh. with with Ellie the one where she threw the, the the bottle at somebody and she ran underneath the car. And it was like this whole cinematic one cut scene. Too perfect, yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. But but it was like, you look, everything interacted with everything all the way down to when she shot him with the arrow in her arm and ran up on him and shoved him with the other arrow and killed the guy. I was like, yo, this is 
perfect. This there's no way this is gameplay. What was that, Colt? When we played that game and we was like, yo, all this stuff you can do in the game, it, it like it, it, it takes a lot of timing to do it. And I saw some of the best memes and gifts out of that, like you know, falling backwards, sliding on the ground, shooting a, a clicker while it was running at you. And I was like, yo, the animation in that game was so incredible. It made you want to play the game. Yeah, it's all about Assassin's Creed 1 was the first game to really do this, but it's all about creating multiple animations and chaining them together yes. in context. So when Ellie throws a bottle, that's a throwing animation. And then when she runs and slides under, you get in proximity of under the car. They don't show the UI, so it doesn't look like gameplay, but you press square and she'll go under or whatever it is, a circle yes. to go under the car. And that starts an animation that's canned and the game is taken over for you for a moment. She pops yep. up, you're back to control. And then you go and grab someone, you get close enough to hit triangle for the melee animation. This is what video games do. They're If they're really good, they hide all of the behind the curtains things that make you feel like you're actually doing that. And so what State of Decay needs, because it basically is a, it's a single A indie that has now been created as a sequel, um, with more funding and they kind yeah. of, they only went part of the way they, they wanted to do a triple a game. Now they feel like with state of K three, they have the money. They definitely have given it the time. And now they have built out a studio where they can collaborate with other animation experts to create a much more immersive state of K state of K does some things that most zombie games don't do because it has all the survival stuff. Um, it, it does it really well. So I'm hoping to see good things from this state of case studio or animation studio. We don't know what it's going to be, but people give these job. They want to, they want to pound their chest about what they're working on. And they end up kind of leaking some information that's not supposed to be public yet. So that's what's happening with state of K three. Hopefully they're ready to show something this year. Uh, here's the other, here's one of the games that is pretty much almost confirmed leaked out. Now, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've talked about it on some of the shows you've been on, yeah. but Nintendo is working on getting GoldenEye 007 on the Xbox. We don't know. We have achievement listings. We have achievement yep. art for the Xbox. Mm -hmm. So it's totally legit. But Forte, legit. is this a port? Is this like a true to the 64 version on modern consoles port or, or modern Switch and Xbox? Uh, is it, it like the game we've always dreamed? It better what, not be a port. <laughs> what do you think be, it, it is? It better be more than a port. I don't need... That <laughs> it was a, going. Yeah, I don't need a port with bad controls. <laughs> you got that... You got that Look, uh, I remember uh, GoldenEye because GoldenEye was great back in the 80s. That's that, when it was got, good I, back then. You got then. a barbecue lighter here. You, you always got like the, the AK in the game, and he's like... Da, 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 da. Yeah, da, 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 da. and <laughs> and you know, <laughs> back in um, what was it? Ninety seven. Is that what yeah. it was? Nineteen ninety seven. It was like, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Now I wasn't in gaming, but my friend owned a sixty four, and we played hours of it. And I and I know people are like, oh, you know, Randall Thor saying, you know, you got rose tinted glasses. You're like, oh, it's so amazing. But it was amazing that we'd never seen anything like that where you shot them in the head and they would drop from a headshot, like. You didn't really get that in in first person shooters. Like I think that. It would, I think it would be cool to be able to play that game with a proper controller. 
Oh, hated the 64 controller. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's because, um, shout out you to go to Best Buy, and that, that little dinky thumbstick was always like totally yep, broken. Exactly. So, yeah, it would be nice to play. I think that by itself, as long as the game plays, they can keep it. I do think it's going to be a port. It probably shouldn't be a port. They, I mean, the game is so old at this point that they should do a little bit more TLC to bring it up to like, you know, moderate times. But I but do. It think might be ported to Switch and Xbox, that, so. and that's what I'm thinking is going to happen here because Nintendo's like, we ain't gonna just put a port of one of our biggest games on just your platform and it can't play on ours. So yes, yes. So we have to keep our expectations in check about how to look. And uh, it's gonna be I fun, though. Do you think it's really gonna have, fun? Like, do you think it's gonna have full fleet, uh, fully featured multiplayer, or is it gonna be, is it gonna be one of those games that's gonna be co-op, local only, local co-op only? Put cardboard on your TV to split it into four <laughs> quadrants. Oh lord, yeah. Don't look at my screen. <laughs> oh my gosh, like that. It just has such a pedigree of what be- what games became because. uh Halo came out like three or four years later, three years later, probably. Yeah, three. Yeah, maybe it was three or four years. And that changed first person shooters. You so you have so I think it really is Doom or Wolfenstein. Doom is the one that really like went mainstream. And then Goldeneye was so huge, like everyone was talking about it. And yep. then Halo became the other first person, like Pioneer. Um, Halo was the one that gave you the actual understanding that modern uh fps can be played on a console yeah yeah that's when every that's when it all like because fps was always play it was playable on console up until that point but bungie found a way to make the game feel amazing on the controller yeah i just wonder who um i remember learning on the controller playing halo 2 it was a comic experience for me Which was, was was that your first one halo 2 uh I played Halo on the PC because I wasn't quite into gaming. Oh, you played the original on like PC. three years later. I got an Xbox original, mm-hmm. and it came with Halo Two. I bought it from a coworker, and I was playing Halo Two in those opening missions, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and my my brother in law was trying to teach me. He's like, when you go upstairs, when you walk upstairs, you want to go like this with the thumbsticks. And then when you turn the other way, you want to go like this. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Um, but then oh, once man. you get it, you get it. But yeah, once you get it, you get it. You're right. This, this GoldenEye thing, like hmm. they, they did the GoldenEye Reloaded on the 360 era. Uh, I think it was only on 360, if I remember it was right. Only, it was only on 360. And it, people didn't love it at all. It, it had Daniel Craig as the main character. It, it was nothing like GoldenEye 007. And yeah, uh, it lost me when Pierce Bronson wasn't 007. Yeah, it just wasn't the same game. But, you know, a lot of people are like, you're going to go in and do the damn level. You're going to drop down in the toilet cubicles and the, yeah. the toilet stalls, shoot a yeah. few bad guys, and then you'll get to the end of the level. And you're like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I, I tried to play Quake when that came to console a few months ago. And I'm like, there's a couple levels. I'm done. Tried to play Doom 1. I'm done. Like, some of these games are really old. I feel like if you we could talk about the rare IPs Forte. If you're gonna bring them back, you have to have a killer team. Just totally reimagine them. Who would make them though? Because rare seems to rare they pretty much been on the record saying they don't want to deal Absolutely. with yeah. they want to make new stuff. They don't want to deal with the old IPs. And at a certain point, 
as much as people want Xbox to do something with them for their platform, and I 100% agree with that, I just don't want them to be sitting dormant, not being used. Like, if you're not going to use them, license them out to like Nintendo. Nintendo will definitely use them. At yeah, least people like, get a chance to play those games because I would love to play another Conquer. I would love to play another Banjo Kazooie. If Xbox doesn't see a plan in them doing it themselves, license it out to somebody else. To we're do we're already seeing that uh, a good and bad because I was talking uh, last night to a friend about Battletoads. They had this <laughs> De La La Studios for people make. Battletoads, and you know, I actually really, really enjoyed that game, but that was mm-hmm. not how you return Battletoads. Battletoads, another rare IP. Yep. They gave it to a small studio. Battletoads should have came back to Xbox in 2019 or whatever year it was. Yeah, it should have came back with you know textured reptilian, uh, you know, all this great. It had to blow your eyeballs off, and not come out to look like it was animated for Saturday morning cartoon. I it do like that game. better than brute force. It should have looked amazing. Right. And the funny thing is crystal dynamics is now helping initiative make perfect dark. So Ooh, that's gonna be Xbox good. knows those rare IPs are worth something because they're actually not letting them lie dormant. The other one is Viva Pinata. Oh could my be, God. Viva Pinata with the right studio could be, a Animal Crossing for Xbox. I was going to say that it could be an Animal Crossing for Xbox, the whole guarding simulator where it's it, it's low management, low maintenance, and you could just build as you go. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, can you imagine if that if that game hit during a pandemic? Because let's be for oh real, Animal, Animal yeah. Crossing was great, but it was even more great because it literally took people's minds off of the one pressing thing that was happening. And it connected the them to their friends. Like an exactly. Xbox wouldn't make Viva Pinata without coming into your friends' gardens and helping them yeah. build. And oh, it could be amazing. It could be an amazing service based game. And I'm not even a big Viva Pinata fan, but uh, yep, they, I agree. Rare has some really goofy <laughs> IPs, but they have a couple that are pretty so, big. So I do a question I have for you. We were talking about Doom. Mm-hmm. So we all know that you know we got Master Chief, we got Doom Slayer, you know, aka the man with the other mask. Do we think we're gonna get? I know we're gonna probably get another Doom first before anything. Do you think Xbox will ever venture into that realm where we get a Doom and a Master Chief in the same game? In some form or fashion, do you think it will How? ever happen? I, mean, I don't I, know. I'm just saying, but it's I mean, one of those there is absolutely that could happen now. The, right now, their animators and and designers should be working on Doom Guy as a as a downloadable character to play on Halo Infinite. Can you, I agree. You know, how many they, you know how many they'd sell of that? Now, I agree. They're already going to put Doom Guy in Fortnite. That's already being yep, that's already, already yep. yeah, that's already in the works. So, like, if you load up Halo Infinite and you can buy the Doom Guy gear for your online character, geez, that, I would that, do is it. Just, that is just just money beat. waiting to be spent. A lot of people yeah. said, oh, a lot of people said it would be done in a MOBA. I can in a see MOBA, that huh? in a MOBA type game. It, it could be, especially if they want to bring something to the PC side of the um, the spectrum. Jeez, yeah. They I also need to bring that's a gold mine right there, bro. When I see, like, when I first, when they first purchased them, and I saw all of the gifts 
of Doom Slayer and Master Chief, I was like, I was getting goosebumps, man. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, this would be this. That's something. You don't have to ask for permission to that. You just uh, work it up. It could be a yeah, big deal. If you're enjoying the show, please hit the like button. We're at almost, uh, we're at just over five, 400. So yeah, we're uh, <laughs> we're having a good time. Over 700 people who watch the show with Forte and I talking here on the XLC Podcast. Hope you're enjoying the show. We have got uh, 2022 coming up. Yep. Um, I wanted to ask you about which game. We kind of got into this earlier, and this is that super from uh, Shoot. Or <laughs> I remember his name. Uh, let me get to it. Uh, Wolf Assassin. Thank you, mm-hmm. Wolf Assassin. He wanted to know which games you think Xbox will show. And I did a tweet about uh, Fable and Perfect Dark, but I don't, I'm not very confident they're going to show those. There's a lot of games that they need to show, Forte. I don't know if you, if you could think off the top of your head. There's some big ones. What do they need to show gameplay at this E3? So we need to see Forza Motorsport. Which I think I, we will. I think we'll see that. We definitely need to see that. Um <clears throat> Me personally, I do think we finally need to see exactly what Hellblade is going to be. Yes. We need to see that. We because as much as they said that Hellblade was running an engine, it was gameplay, it still can be construed as like, was that really gameplay? There we was need no to, we needed to see the combat. We need to see the totally combat. Rebounds. You know, because yeah. that was the biggest thing about the game was the combat. Is the combat better? That's all we need to know. Yeah. Uh, and I think you know they're deaf with the money that Microsoft put behind them. It will be. So I do think we need to see that. Um, outside of that, uh, I know we'll probably see we'll get a really big deep dive into Starfield. We know we're going to get that because it's coming out later that year. Uh, and oh, then real after quick, that, there's a somebody. Uh, I can't remember who. I think it was Jamie Moran on on Twitter said that mm-hmm. Skyrim was shown five months before release. It sure was. And Fallout Four was shown five months before release. Before release. Yeah, and then E three is five months before November. Yep. So, so you will. And I and I truly believe outside of some crazy thing happening, Starfield is going to last on that date because that's a date that they're trying to line that up, kind of with how they did. Um, Elder Scrolls Five of uh, Skyrim with the whole eleven 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 thing, so I do think yep. they want to hold that date. Um, outside of that, though, it really just comes down like I do think they kind of need to show Fable at this point. I don't. It really just comes down if they're doing like anything like uh, are they going to bring back the um, the Xbox experience? Are they going to bring that back for the end of the year where they could talk about some other stuff like that? Do they want to like table some stuff for later in the year? Uh, I do just think that at a certain point, games that we they showed off over a year ago, and at that point, we'll be talking about two years since the last time they showed anything for Fable. I think at that point, you should definitely show something on that. I do think that Avowed at that point, it should be something probably shown about that. Even if it's so just go, even if it's something just going over the overworld of the game, showing a map of how huge the game is going to be. Yeah, I we need think, to see something outside of like a cinematic. Exactly, uh, if they, imagining if yeah. they're going to show if they're going to show you a funny trailer of Outer Worlds two and basically make fun of every pun out there by saying <laughs> that we don't even know what the main character in this game is going to look like, they yeah. can definitely give us a trailer on something that they actually been in development for for more now, than two. To how three long years. is how long has Fable been in development? I thought it was like it's twenty eighteen, but at 2018? least twenty nineteen. Yeah, at least three years. You know, they said they were like a year into development when they announced the, when they actually showed that trailer. 
So we're talking two, almost two, two years after that. So it'll be three years by the end. And I need to remind the chat that um, Xbox has pretty much stood by a model that they want to show gameplay the year of release. And they don't like to show gameplay earlier than that. And they've pretty much stuck to their guns on that. They have. They need to break that. What you and I are talking about right now, Forte, is that Fable could be due to be shown if it's a five-year development cycle. If they're taking longer than that, it's not normal to go beyond five years development. So doing the math, like I was counting on my fingers, that... Fable could be a 2023 game. That's uh, my what friend Randall Thor 19. He thinks it's probably closer to 24. Um, but I think that too. I think it's going to be the end of 2023. I mean, if they do, and I'm totally with you, and I would be, I would be uh, happy with that. Not totally satisfied if they show like a in-engine, in-in-game, like fly over the world, and mm-hmm. maybe show what the character models look like in-engine. To give you an idea, then you know next year is game. You know next E three is is gameplay, and the game comes out in holiday twenty three. Yeah, but um, I, I think, think avowed. I do think avowed and um and fable are the ones that definitely need to at least have a little bit more light shined on top of them, outside of the ones that are a hundred percent need to be known, which is games like um games like hellblade and stuff you know that's that's a given yeah. at this point because they showed the game off so much uh here's the weird thing and a lot of people are asking about these two secret games there's quite a few games that are unannounced there's a couple games that are unannounced that are coming out one is uh pentiment from obsidian that's josh sawyer's like mm-hmm. non-combat game but when you look at the math like hellblade's already shown gameplay reveal yeah uh, this is so weird to say on my show but we shouldn't be shocked. Like our jaw shouldn't drop off our face if Hellblade is comes out this holiday. I don't think it will. But Avowed is another yeah. one that Jess Corden's seen behind the scenes. They're probably going to show gameplay E three, which means that you you can't like fall over and die if Avowed is set to also come out in the holiday of twenty twenty two. But I think Avowed would probably land somewhere mid twenty three. Like these games are coming fast because we've been waiting a long time so when you're asking about when are we going to show these yes avowed is coming out before fable is that how, where you're sitting yep Forte? avowed will be before fable yeah they won't be in the same year either yeah that would be weird but at this point the other funny thing is forte is you're running xbox can afford to put out a couple of similar games in the they same could. year because I mean, it wouldn't kill them, right? Well, they but they they did <laughs> they did that with Forza Horizon Five and Halo a week apart from each other. Yeah, yeah, they did. So I, wonder it, that, I wonder if that hindered Halo a little bit, but I think, I, I think it hindered Forza more than it hindered Halo. Wow, that's crazy. I think yeah. Forza Forza was on such an uptick. Halo was going to do what Halo did anyway. Halo was. I don't think Halo was going to last as long just due to the fact that a lot of people. Uh, were indifferent about the game not having a lot of features there where yeah, Forza yeah. shocked everybody with how were you on the how great I think we was. talked about this last time you were on the show but mm-hmm. you're on you were on the delay uh oh, to, to, yeah i, yeah, I, I told too. people from the beginning i was like this game shouldn't release in 2021 i was like if people said why i was like listen the things that this the problems this game has won't be solved in one year and if you right. and if you love hey look, I love Halo. 
Same. I'm happy that Halo is doing as good as it's doing, but let's not kid ourselves and say that Halo wouldn't be better if it was a complete package in 2022. Let's That's not where I was. Ourself. I know people get mad at you and I and anyone else who says that they would delay, but like I just wanted it to come out at the best it could be. And uh, when you look back at 21, which we could recap 21, but we'll talk about 22 yeah. before we end here. But when you look back, like, Maybe Xbox could have been okay pushing Halo out until the summer, but they've got big plans. Like they're gonna, people are gonna be busy with Redfall and multiplayer. But it's just the, know, the anniversary, anniversary date threw it. I mean, they I wanted get that. why they did it. They wanted yeah. the anniversary date, and and when that came up as a lot of people's talking points, I was like, yeah, you're right. I I I can't go against the FOMO of saying you can't have a halo game on a 20th anniversary yeah, of the game yeah. coming out. I mean, you can't really fight that. It just comes like my whole thing. And I felt like that put undue stress on three, four, three, because I feel like three, four, three already puts pedal to the metal when it comes to the development of the game and stuff. And then you put a date on it by saying we're holiday 2021 yeah. If Xbox would have never put a date on it, I do think Xbox would have had an easier time of saying, hey, the game's not ready. We could push it to next year. But since they were so dead set on having that game released during the anniversary, that put more stress on 343 that didn't need to be there. I'm just glad that the game came out and it's actually serviceable to the point where people enjoy it and love it. But it could have been so much more if they would have just waited another six, seven months. And I don't even really play the the multiplayer anymore that much, but I loved the campaign. I'm glad I got to play it when I did. And yeah, uh, yeah it turned out really great. And the, the best thing is that 343 delivered a, a, they've delivered a great game. The multiplayer, people really like it. The campaign, they really like yep. before they had one or the other. And um, I feel at this point that they finally are starting to figure it out, I guess. It's got to yeah. be a tough thing to take over. Uh, takeover franchise uh, dusty af with the five dollar super chat says what are the chances of elden ring becoming day one on game pass happy 2020 <gasps> never i don't know i don't think so xbox sort of had xbox had marketing with them and then playstation got exclusive gameplay reveal at the game awards last year super weird so um that game's just so big i i don't know um uh, if it was me, I'd grab it, but uh, I don't think they will. Hitman with a $10 super chat. Thank you. Hitman says, Microsoft need to structure the game division more like the Embracer group so they can handle more division arms, i.e. more development output, don't have to rush, but just more teams and creativity. Yeah. So uh, I don't know much about the Embracer group, but right now Matt Booty has a really difficult job of managing 23 studios and global publishing having like a bunch of games in the works. So right now I think they're just trying to give them time and money. So yeah, I agree. Uh, Lord star killer with a, says golden. Eye was a great game. I hope the Xbox version has X FPS boost and updated graphics. I think the updated version will be meant to play on Xbox one and Xbox series consoles. So it'll run at 60 Forte and I are just wondering if it's going to look good. <laughs> We don't right. need. Is it gonna be five? Is it gonna be five sixty p graphics? We're gonna have like seven 4K? polygons, right? Oh like, man! I'm trying it's to remember. Like the characters didn't even really have faces, did they? They like no, had a nose. They didn't have and, hands either. Yeah, it's like 
It's like Roblox out there. <laughs> <laughs> Roblox. That's great. Username with the Australian $2. Thank you. He says, how will you react when Microsoft buys Sony? Uh, I will be upset. Uh, I don't want Oof. Microsoft to buy Sony because um, if you have a full monopoly, monopoly, then they don't push like they do now. The reason why Xbox is kicking so much butt is because PlayStation has kicked so much butt. So uh, as much as we all console war in our own ways, like uh, I, I have both consoles and I like to see them bust their butts. That's why PlayStation's buying a bunch of studios. Game it would be boring if that happened. Yeah, and so is social media, right? <laughs> That's already yeah. arguably boring. And uh, one more, Hargit Chani says, uh, $5, thank you, Hargit. He says, my full-time job needs to be playing games to actually be able to play all of these games. We're drowning awesome games, first party and third party. So, um, <laughs> Forte, we've got a bunch of big games like Elden Ring, February's Jam Pack. What else is coming out in February that's not exclusive? Dying Light. Dying Light uh, 2, yeah. Dying Light's early in the month. Um, like you already said, um, Elden Ring, then the big one, which is Horizon, which comes out in the middle of the month. Yep. Uh, there was something else that comes out, right? Oh, Saints Row was, but didn't it get delayed? They delayed it to April, when Suicide I Suicide Squad is, is that in the fall? Suicide Squad was in there too. I don't know if it's going to hold that date, but I know I know Saints Row. I believe Saints Row got delayed out of February because it was in February. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's so it's a, many. It's, it's 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 a crazy month, man. It did. I mean, it even leading up to that month, if you're um a huge fan of Nintendo or PlayStation, you know, I think January 28th is Pokemon Arceus. If you're a huge mm-hmm. fan of that, another Pokemon game, which is for Nintendo, that's crazy because you're getting two remakes and a mainline one at the end of uh, at the end of a year and the beginning of a year, which is going to bolster sales for Nintendo. Then for people um, on PlayStation, if you never got a chance to play the Nathan, like play the Uncharted stuff, you got Uncharted 4 and you have Lost Legacy that are being brought up the PS5 specs on January 28th too. So that can get you um, hooked on. Oh, that's not even playable stuff. yet? Because I was installing it. Uh, no, it was not. January 28th. Okay, yeah. So you got that and that's going to lead you into the next first party title from them, which is um, Horizon and you know who knows what's coming after that because like some stuff set it for March. You know, I know you got Games like Gran Turismo coming out, I think it's May or something like that. So there's a lot yeah, of there's a lot of time out there. Forza will be in the in the holiday next to Starfield, so they'll do that again. They'll put a racer next to a a big AAA uh, action adventure game, which will be Starfield. Yep. So yeah, and then um, and then we'll get Call yeah, of Duty and stuff again. Yep. Yeah, people are talking about Sifu is just an exclusive to PlayStation, which is yeah, really interesting uh, combat brawler type it's so weird to to try and uh categorize that but there's a lot of good stuff um and then there's a bunch of stuff coming to game pass i did a video last week talking about some games that are coming to game pass day one like plague's tale requiem is a is a pretty big game that's kind of become a cult classic cult hit that's coming to game pass day and date and that's on all platforms and there's just a bunch of really cool stuff but yeah, thank you so much, Forte, for being here. Well, we had almost 800 people watching live. We tried to cover the topics the best we could. There's just so much unknown. Uh, the, those two games being Killer Instinct. It wouldn't be two because they've already had a Killer Instinct 2. I don't know what they'd call it. A Killer Instinct sequel again and GoldenEye coming to Xbox. That's for sure. There's yep. the Wu-Tang game. And Wu-Tang. there's a bunch of... Which is like 
something could be something really cool i don't know but xbox has a bunch of stuff they still are staying by that they have two unannounced games something that we'll probably see and showcase at e3 and then we'll be something getting our hot little hands at the end of the year so yeah it's been really good but forte this is your opportunity to brag about what you're doing on the youtube space and and what you're doing in podcasts and where they can find you thank you so much for being on xnc oh yeah man this is great man like this you do an amazing job on the show i really appreciate the advice as soon as you said the thing i was like oh are you serious yes i don't i'm off work at six o'clock i mean i'm begging you bro no man i'm (laughs) I'm always i mean listen you you and um the rest of the rdx um team have always looked out and helped out with me with stuff that i needed and um i really appreciate that but you know just watching you guys grow see you guys where you are it's an inspiration to a lot of people that want to do content creation. So it's always listen to what you guys got to say. So I appreciate yeah, we're all it. friends too, which is, yeah, super, it's cool. I, w- cool. I wish we talked more, but it's like, like you said, when, you know, you're doing your job, you're doing your stuff. And then when you want to play games, sometimes you just want to zone out and not have to deal with anything. And so hide I'm offline. Getting, <laughs> and hide offline. <laughs> and hide offline. So maybe that's yeah. what I need to start doing. And then I, I might do that too, but no, it's, it's great to be here. I appreciate the invite as always. Um, it's gaming forte everywhere, Xbox, YouTube, PlayStation, um, all the different platforms. Check out DPS podcast. We have been on hiatus for the last two months, uh, oh, two months, two weeks. Uh, okay. So we'll be back on my channel this Thursday at 9 p.m. Check us out. Me and my homeboy, Slumma Backslap. Uh, we do that show. Uh, we'll be talking about a lot of stuff that's been going on. And then just gaming forte on my YouTube channel. We do Destiny stuff. We do Xbox, PlayStation. We don't really... Not a lot of places, but a lot of Xbox stuff. So come over through, check it out for that. Going to be getting back to making videos. Now that the holidays is over, I can actually zero in and actually focus on that stuff. You can again breathe now. now. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I ha- Look, I have an appreciation like no other for people. And I work in retail, but seeing a lot of these other people, like I'll walk into something like Walmart or Myers or Target during the holidays, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is 10 times worse than I got it. 10 times oh, worse. It's geez. crazy. Because like, well, I'm glad pe- you're not buried, but... Uh... No, yeah, people, like, I will always tell you, and this is a secret for retail, if you have a problem with something, go into the situation with a good attitude. Because guess what? If you have a good attitude... 99% of the time, your situation will be taken care of with no hassle whatsoever. It's the 1% that comes in there and act like, oh, I spent thousands of dollars in here. You're going to help me are the oh, ones that you yeah. look at. And you look at like, huh, I really don't have to. And you can take your game and you can go home. So go into these situations with good attitudes because trust me, retail workers are really burnt out right now and they didn't cause the problem they didn't cause the problems but they will help you with the problem as long as you respect them and give them the respect that they need and you'll get anything you want from them but i appreciate it colt this was a great time being on here i can't wait to come back again and shout out to everybody in the chat you guys have been amazing yeah thank you so much and i want to get you uh next time i'll get you back on i'll get one of our other buddies on here and we'll just have a little party It'd be Ooh, good. Yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but thanks so much. This is the XNC podcast uh, live on the Colt Eastwood channel. Uh, in about a half an hour or so, this will be up on your on-demand audio platforms. So you can enjoy the show tomorrow while you're getting those New Year's resolutions out and, you know, get some exercise on, listen to the show. But thank you so much, chat, for making it amazing. Go follow Forte 
on Twitter and check out his stuff. Thank you so much. We're going to get out of here. Have a good night, guys, and take care of that backlog, would you? And be nice. Yippee! So funny.